I'm your co-host Olivia. And I'm your co-host Kennedy. And welcome to the macabre. So I'm going to be talking about the murder of Bianca Rudolph. Rudolph the... Oh my god, perfect! That like, wasn't planned, but absolutely. Merry Christmas after Christmas, guys. after Christmas, but that is okay. Alright, so it happened in 2016, but the case was just finished in August of this year. Ooh. And... That's saucy. My mom actually told me about this case. Oh my god, your mom? So she's back. She's in every episode. So yeah. um, she was telling me about this case because her friend, so the Bianca Rudolph's husband, Lawrence Rudolph, is a dentist in Pittsburgh, and my mom's friend went to him as a dentist. Me. I went to him as a dentist too. Just kidding. As a dentist? Yeah. <laughs> so Lawrence, he was 67, and he was charged with killing his wife. Um, Rudolph? Both of their last names are Rudolph, yes. Nice. Um, he was 67, and he killed her with a shotgun on a hunting trip in Africa. Why would he do that? He claims he didn't. What? Actually, the giraffe <laughs> stole my shotgun? Gosh, you're never going to believe this. This fucking cheetah. <laughs> he was so fast. He just, <laughs> just got my shotgun from me and just fucking murdered my wife. No, he claims... He goes back and forth. He says that she killed herself and then that she was, like, putting the stuff away and it fired. Mm-hmm. But they're like, that's not fucking true, which I'll get into. That's not believable. Not only is it not believable, but they have proof that that didn't happen. Oh, per. Um, but I'll get into all that. That's just, like, a quick synopsis. So let me give you some deets. Some good old beats. Um, in September of 2016, the couple traveled from their Phoenix home to Zambia, where she was. Hope they were both hoping to like add a leopard to their collection of like stuff that they've killed because they're fucking weird. I, I don't hate know. that. Like I get most of the time that's for like population reasons, but like it just makes me so sad because they're just little guys. So on the hunt, they took two guns: a Remington uh, 375. And a Browning 12-gauge. So they only had two. Sure. I don't know what that means, but yeah. Guns. Well, I get that, but I don't know what they look like. So they were there for two weeks, and they had killed other animals, but they had not gotten a leopard. Um, But at dawn, as as she was packing to return to Phoenix, she was shot with the shotgun in their cabin. Mm -hmm. So back in America... They are trying to get, like, everything sorted out. And their life insurance claims are through Denver. And mm-hmm. they claim that this was premeditated, that he did it for the life insurance policies. Don't all husbands do that, I feel? But they're like, why would he do that if he had this really successful dentistry practice? And they say it was worth $10 million as practice. Well, that's fair. A lot of... Like, people who go on, like, safari trips to, like, poach animals. Well, not, like, poach. I wouldn't be poaching. But, like, but, like to, to kill, kill animals. animals. They don't really need the money, I don't think. No, they're not very poor when you go and do that. No. 
If you do it also often, I think you're doing pretty good for yourself. So once they're like, okay, well, shit, you don't really need the money, apparently. They're like, well, maybe, maybe you killed her to be with your girlfriend. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. He was a cheater? No. Cheater. Oh. Uh, I was gonna say cheater, your pumpkin eater, but then you fucking interrupted me. So. Uh, no, he is not a cheater because he goes actually, actually, I have been in an open relationship and my wife knew about her okay, for so, twenty years. Well, okay, so he's not a cheater, but he did have a girlfriend. Got it? Yes. So now they're saying that not only is Lawrence up for murder, but his girlfriend Lori is up for being an accessory to murder. That's stupid. Yeah, I agree. Wait, so she wasn't... I don't think she was in Zambia. So then how would that make her an accessory? Because she, like, told him to do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, So the girlfriend basically threatened to, like, break up with him if he didn't, like, divorce his wife. But I think he didn't want to divorce because they had a... They didn't have a, what's it Prenup. Called? They didn't have a prenup, and so she would have gotten half his money. That's fucking sweet. That's, like, sick, dog. So, so it's Mary like Rich. Mary Rich, baby girl. Don't, but don't kill your spouses. <laughs> don't be killing your spouses, though. Uh, yeah. So, that's really fun. So, here's something that's really strange, and that... Was the reason they kind of started being like, this is a little suspicious. Because at first they were like, oh my god, that's a terrible accident. It's so sad that this happened to his wife. And then three days after she died, he was like, let's get her cremated right now. Hmm, interesting. And she was also a devout Catholic. And cremation is against, like, Catholic beliefs. I didn't know that, actually. I didn't either. Because my grandpa was cremated and he was Catholic. Weird stuff. Yep. But, uh, so when the, like, people were looking into this, because it was a overseas death of, like, a very high-profile person, they were like, um, you're moving kind of quick, my guy. Like, it's been, it's been three days. So they were like, something is not right. But he can't get... They can't get an autopsy unless he signs off on it, unless she died of suspicious circumstances. Which they're claiming she did. I guess. So, a friend of Bianca's was calling the FBI and like, guys, this is not right. Like, this is not what Bianca would have wanted. She was a Catholic. She did not want to be cremated. Like, this is not right. You guys need to look into this. So the FBI's like, the FBI's like, shit, you're right, dog. So they... They said that word for word. Yeah. They're like, dog listen. You're <laughs> so they right down to Zambia. And they're like, we're going to take pictures of her before she's cremated, just in case anything happens. You know? So they went to the funeral home, took their photographs, and the husband was pissed. He was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, blah, blah, blah. And then, He did. He said, what the fuck? Yeah. He was... Yes. And so, originally, he claimed that his wife died by suicide, but then the police in Zambia were like, no, it was an accidental discharge. 
and it was already loaded, like, obviously, because it was, like, already loaded for so, the teacher. So, wait, who said that it was a suicide? The husband. Did, he right. originally claimed. That's, okay. Um, but, forensic evidence was, like, actually, the gun was fired from two, two and a half to three feet away. Okay, so it easy. couldn't have been a suicide or a misfire. Easy suicide. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Easy. Set the gun up across the room. And you pull the string. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. So they're like, this was not a suicide. This was not an accidental fire because it was a substantial distance away from her when it was fired. Yeah. So now they're hell suspicious of this guy. Are we all? Were we already? Yeah. So the husband did it always. Right. So. They're saying, like, oh, my God, he did this to defraud the life insurance and so he could be with his girlfriend all the time. And, like I said, the friend called the FBI because she suspected foul play. And the friend was like, oh, my God, he has been having an affair. And Lawrence is like, shut the fuck up. We've been out since 2000. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Um, But she worked at his, like... At his dental place, you know, mm-hmm. and had told, like, a former employee that they'd been dating 15 to 20 years, and then the co-worker reported to the FBI that she gave him an ultimatum of one year to sell his dental offices and leave his wife. You got one year. Go for it. Yikes. So things are not looking good, am I right? Sure, Yeah. And in August of this year, this fucking year, okay, <laughs> Jesus, he is found guilty. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, he is facing maximum term or the death penalty. So what is the like? What do they say happened? So yeah, so they're like. Oh, I wanted to put one more thing before I got into, like, what happened. In October, like, after they had come back, he was out with his girlfriend at dinner or something, and people overheard him shouting, I killed my fucking wife for you, to his girlfriend. Oh, no. Yikes, am I right? (laughs) That's not good. (laughs) And he's, like, pissed off. He's like, this is what we're basing our argument off of, is something I said, and, like... And he claims he says, they think I killed my wife for you. I don't know. I mean, that's easy to, like... Still hella sus. I mean, yeah. But he was like, nah, I'm innocent. He he. So he changes his story. He's like, she accidentally shot herself while she was packing. Because she was packing in a hurry to get home from the trip. And... In the photo, like, the crime scene photo of the cabin, blood was splattered, and her body was covered by a black striped white blanket, and the 12-gauge browning was inside the soft case. And they were like, his offense attorney was, defense attorney, sorry. He was like, Bianca dropped the weapon, which triggered it, and it shot her in the heart. Well, that would make sense if she, like, maybe... When she, like, if she, like, just, like, dropped it and then it shot from further away, I mean, make a little bit more sense. However, they were like, no, it could not have been self-inflicted. Oh. 
And so a big jury got together and they were like, mm, you're guilty. So now he's in prison forever or until death penalty. They have not decided on whether or not to do the death penalty yet. So he's for sure going to prison? He's already in prison. Well, like, they've already, like, there's no way he could be, like, acquitted or find him not guilty or anything. Like, he's, like, the, the he's, case is over. Okay, so he's just waiting for sentencing. Well, yeah. Shit, that's tough. And he just got sentenced in August. Or, like, not sentenced, but, like, found guilty in August. Shit. After six years. Of just, like, living his life, and he was, like... With the girlfriend! He just, like, was living his life. The life insurance policies paid out because they didn't think anything was suspicious at first. And we can't just take that back until, like, something happens, you know? So he was living his best life for six years with all this fucking money, with the new girlfriend. Like, crazy shit. Jesus. But I don't know if he did it. Sounds like he did it. I think... I think I would love to call up my mom's friend and get like a character witness. Like, was he like cry cry or what? What Is it it an hour earlier or an hour later in Pennsylvania? I'm gonna call up my mom and see if because she must have talked to her. You're gonna call her right now. It's not that late. Did you talk to about like that dentist guy? She just said that she was in there. Somebody else, one of the other people that worked in there, worked on her. And she saw him one time, and then afterwards, when everything came out, she said she was really creeped out. Did she ever notice anything, like, creepy about him? She said she just saw him one time. Oh, she only saw him once, but, like, she went to that, huh? Yeah, she went there, and, you know, she had all that dental work done, but it was somebody else that worked on her. Oh, when she got her implants? I think so. Oh, yeah. I remember her telling me about that. Yeah, because she had that stuff done back in, like, what, 2012, 2013? And then that was in 2016? We're recording the podcast right now, and I didn't want to call her and ask, so I thought I'd call you. Well, yeah, it's an hour later there than here. Yeah, not that she wouldn't be awake. I, I bet she would be, but, all right. Yeah, but I just wanted to get a little information, so thank you, Mama. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. So, that's disgusting and creepy and awful. Yeah, I don't... I could never imagine being that close to somebody who is allegedly moited for murder. Been moited? Allegedly moited someone? Yeah. Yikers. Alright. It's Olivia's turn. Merry Christmas, everyone. It's been, like, four days after Christmas, right? So, merry four days after Christmas, everyone. Um, I decided, in light of the Christmas spirit and the Yuletide joy, I would bring a little Christmas case to you. Is it exciting? No. Is it sad? A hundred percent. Will it probably make you sad and run out of the Christmas spirit? Yes, a hundred percent it will, but I'm... I'm sorry, but I'm not, so let's get into it. I am doing the Covina Massacre, and it all revolves around Mr. 
Bruce Jeffrey Pardo. What a name. What a fucking piece of shit. So, all right. So, Pardo lived in San Fernando Valley, and he was a graduate of John H. Francis Polytechnic High School in Sun Valley, Los Angeles. That was the longest high school name I have ever heard in my life. But during his time at high school, he was basically, like, the fucking, like, class clown type beat. Apparently, to his graduation, he brought a blow-up doll. Oh, my God, that's iconic. <laughs> and he just, like... I want to go back just to do that. Yeah. He thought it would be funny, so he did it. I think, I think that would be hilarious. He was like, guys, this is goofy. Watch me take this blow-up doll around like to a, graduation. Like a, like a porn blow-up doll? Or like I'm, a, not, I'm not 100% sure... I hope that it was just, like, a fucking... That's so cute. I love everything. Okay, so... But during his time in high school, he realized that he was, like, really, really good at math. So he decided to go to California State University. And he got a degree in computer science. And then after he graduated from college... He was basically the same college as he was in high school, just kind of, like, outgoing. He was what they call an attention whore. Uh, oh, my he, God. Us. Us. That's good. That's why we have this podcast. Yes. We love the attention. No, but he, I don't know. He was just there, I guess. Yeah, fair. So, after he graduated, he worked at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in La Canada, Flint Ridge. That sounds made up. Nope. It's in California still. He was an, an electrical engineer. <laughs> that was wow. a Wow. That was not that hard to say, but an how elect- up, I guess. An electrical engineer. I don't know why I had a hard time saying it, but I did. Yeah, I couldn't say Zambia. Yeah, that's tough. So when he worked there, he was a shit employee. He complained a lot. He also didn't have a lot of work ethic. He was just kind of a piece of shit. He would also use his talents as... He also became a software engineer, so he was like an electrical and software engineer. And he used that talent to hack into his work system and look at all of the coworkers' salaries. Just because. Why not? I'd be curious. <laughs> I'm not hating this guy yet. You're going to hate this guy. Up until now, he's doing shit I... Would do. <laughs> you would hack in the system just to look at people's salaries? What if they're making more than you? That doesn't... It doesn't matter? Are you sure about that? Well, it depends on what they're doing, I guess. But he's a dude. He's a white male. This is true. So I'm pretty sure... I think he's white. Like, just white. He might be mixed. But he's definitely got some... He's white presenting. So. He has a fucking basic name. Bruce. Okay, you're done. Sorry. What his last name, though? It sounds... Yeah. Pardo. Hispanic. It does a little. Um, but in 1988, during his work there, he met a girl named Delilah. Gorgeous name. I know. He was 24 at the time. They fell madly in love, or at least so Delilah thought, and they got engaged. She ended up paying for the wedding and the honeymoon, all from her savings. What did Bruce pay for? Nothing. Awesome. And as a software engineer... He was making money. Yep. And he was like, actually, fuck you, I think. 
Yeah. So June 17th, 1989, this was the wedding day, awesome. and they waited hours for him. He just didn't show up, did he? Nope. He stood her up at the altar. Just, yep. That makes me sad. Yeah, they haven't, they didn't hear a word from him for weeks. He then, sh- like, just started, he just, like, showed up. Just he was like, oh my god, guys. He just popped up. And then they found out that he withdrew the last $3,000 of savings from Delilah's bank account to go to Palm Springs for a vacation. Well, no. <laughs> and spend it all gambling and fucking off. So that's not good. No, it's not. So Christmas, where does... We're not at Christmas yet. I was going to say, Palm Springs sounds pretty summery. Well, California doesn't even get that cold in the winter either. It gets, like, down to the 50s. Yeah, I know. That sounds amazing. I know. That's why I'm moving there. <coughs> see you guys soon. Huh? I said see you guys soon. Who is you guys? Californians. I guess. We don't have very many California listeners, though. No. Maybe this will get it to start. Maybe. Not really. This makes them have a bad rep, actually. Well, we've done, like, 12 California murders. Literally, last week, both of them were Anaheim. Yeah, true. And then in 2001, after poor Delilah, he met Elena, a beautiful queeness. So, Elena and him moved in together. They ended up having a 13-month-old son. And then on New Year's... He was born 13 months old? Yeah. (laughs) The way you worded it was so weird. Sorry. Well, they had a son, and by the time he was 13 months old... Okay, are you ready for this? (laughs) On New Year's Eve, while Bruce was supposed to be watching their son... Yes, and he wasn't. Nope. um, Bruce was watching TV, and his son got outside and started fucking drowning in their pool. Because he just walked outside and fell into their backyard pool. Oh, like an in-ground. I was like, yeah. he climbed into the pool. That yeah, sounds like a different fucking problem. They're rich, remember this. Well, he's rich. Right. So, that's really fun for him. Did he drown? Die? No. They Bruce ended up, like, getting him out, and then when Elena came back, he was found, like, holding him and cradling him and, like, freaking out because he was like, oh my god, my child. Like, what the fuck? And so he was... Like, for weeks, he was by his bedside, like, this whole time. But then when the doctors told him that he was going to be a paraplegic and that he had brain damage, Bruce fucking left. (sighs) He abandoned their son. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Now, this is where Christmas starts to come in. Yay! Merry jingle bells, jingle bells. Anyway. That was really good. I, I liked know. that. That was really, mm, we're so perfect. We should make a mashup of those two songs. <laughs> yeah, we should. Fuck yeah. So this is where he meets Celia Ortega. Oh, we're on a third lady. All yep. Right. Yep. We're seeming like fucking Nick Cannon up in this bitch. He, oh, yeah. <laughs> it has like a litter of children. So he meets... Sylvia Ortega in 2008. She is 43 at this time. She lived in Covina, California, outside of LA. She worked as an administrative assistant, and she's one of five children. That's a lot of fucking years. Yep. 
Before she met Bruce, she married a man in 1988, but he was killed in a car accident, but they had two children together. Um, And then she met a man named George Orza in 2002, and then they had a daughter together. So she has three kids now. And then soon after their daughter was born, they divorced. So he's... They're fine. He's fine. They're on... He didn't die. He did not die. And then in 2004, that's when she meets Bruce. Oh my god. Us. Hmm? 2004. Yeah, we were born? Yeah. Yikes. So, (laughs) at the time, Bruce was an aerospace software technician. Shit. Yeah. So they met through, Bruce and Sylvia met through Sylvia's brother-in-law, one of her brother-in-laws. And then on January 29th in 2006, they unfortunately got married. (laughs) And that's, unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm so sorry for her. Um, Right away, things started going south. Crazy. They argued about money a lot. Bruce refused to have a joint account with Sylvia when they got married. He wanted to have you well he wanted to have like a secret account so that she wouldn't more sus yeah so that she wouldn't have any idea like what he was spending his money on and where he was going and things like that me to my mom and he also just completely expected sylvia to take care of her own children and her (laughs) own finances and like he's like you got it right he's like he just wasn't willing to be like a partner in their marriage or like a husband in their marriage he sounds great i mean i don't want are you sure he sounds like the best husband ever? <laughs> I think he's doing a good job. So. Yeah. Well, a little bit after that, there are, like, arguments and stuff. Sylvia found out about Bruce's son he abandoned. Oh, the paraplegic one? Yes. but That's not good. But not only that. Oh, boy. She found out that he was still claiming his son as a tax write-off. He would he abandoned his son. He did not pay child support. He did not visit his son. He was like, you know what, though? I'm a piece of shit, and I'm a cheapskate. Let's go for it. Yeah. So he is fucking trash. And that's when they decided to separate March 7th, 2008. Also, he Sylvia found out about like the whole tax thing from Bruce's mom. Yeah. Because Bruce or Bruce's mom knew that Bruce was a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. She was like, I fucking, my son is literally terrible. This is what he's been doing. What a self-aware queen. I love her. So before they like got into different houses, Sylvia asked to stay in the house with Bruce until her daughter, her youngest daughter, finished kindergarten. Because she was just a little baby and... Like, Sylvia didn't want to take her out of kindergarten and put her in another kindergarten. That's hard. Yeah, especially as a little, like, kid. And so, Bruce decided, you know what? No. You can't do that. Oh. So, when Sylvia was out, Bruce ended up throwing all of her stuff out in the front yard. She's and awesome. just kicked her out. So. That's not awesome. Yep. And then in 2008 of June... They went to divorce court, and Bruce was ordered to pay. He showed up. Surprisingly, yes. <laughs> he doesn't seem to be good at that. Okay, so 
Bruce was ordered to pay $1,785 a month in spousal support to Sylvia. The first payment, the check bounced. Yeah, he would. And then when the second payment came around, he just said to stop paying it. He just, like, wouldn't pay it. He was like, no, actually, that's tough. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) And then a month after that, he was fired from his job for falsifying billing hours. So, are we surprised? Mm-mm. No. And then, I love how just he's just the it's most. Just and then, and that's the whole. He's story. the most fucking chaotic human being <laughs> on this goddamn earth. So, in June, he decided to go buy a six-hour nine-millimeter handgun. Oh, people like that should not have weapons. I one hundred percent agree. And then he bought one in August, September, October, and November. That's. So much worse. He bought four more of them. So that's not good. Yeah, and the reason he bought them, like, specifically each month was because the law in California was you could buy that specific, you could only buy that specific gun within, like, 30 days of each other. So he bought four as soon as he could. And on September 8th... I don't like where this is going... He ordered a Santa Claus outfit. Oh my god, Santa. Okay, that is not <laughs> of all the things I thought you were gonna say that wasn't it. You weren't gonna you weren't gonna get a Santa Claus outfit? Nope. No? Okay, well that one AHS episode. <laughs> he rented um a, the costume from Jerry's costumes. Good old Jerry, I and he yeah. And then he had it customized and requested for extra space in the suit. I can't picture what that would be for. Well, I'll let you know. Don't worry, it'll come back. I figured it would. Come back to you, baby. And then in October, he visited a high school friend in Iowa. I thought you were going to say a high school. No. <laughs> I was like, dear fucking God. Hey, kids. What's up? It's Santa. I was like, first of all, if a Santa Claus came to me while I was in my high school, I wouldn't beat this shit out of that motherfucker. <laughs> I would have been scared because mascots, remember? <laughs> yeah. The cute little fear I have. It's like everything in the world, yeah. I yeah. remember. So he the reason he went to go visit that guy in high school was because guy from high school. Guy from high school. Not in high school. In high school. <laughs> that would have been even creepier. <laughs> Yikes. But the reason he went there was because in Iowa you can buy more guns. No, you can buy like more bullets in magazines uh, for guns. <laughs> So he had purchased 16 handgun magazines, which held 18 bullets in them. So that's what he did in October. I'm not liking this. Are you I, sh- I just... You don't like the buildup? I feel something bad coming. you feel something bad is going to happen? Are you sure? Just a hunch. Are you 100% positive that, like, do you think it's going to be good? Like, do you think the end is going to be, like, awesome? Well, maybe... <laughs> Hold on, hear me out. Okay, hear me out. (laughs) Maybe. Uh Uh-huh. He's got the Santa costume. Yep. Maybe he's going to Grinch this shit and (laughs) give some little boys some guns. Because that's better than what's going to happen. But it's better than whatever's going to happen there. (laughs) (laughs) I promise. (laughs) 
jump it. I promise. Because, <laughs> like, if you give it to, like, little boys who, like, dads already had, then they can, like, teach them, like, the okay stuff. And then, yeah, maybe. Like, maybe a bunch of people will die. Mm, fair. And then their divorce from Sylvia and Bruce, their divorce was finalized December 18th. And so they went back to the court to get it finalized. So Bruce kept the house. Oh, I'm so anxious. <laughs> Good. Bruce kept the house, and, but he was required to pay Sylvia an additional $10,000 as part of the divorce settlement. Good. And then Sylvia kept um, the family dog. Good. Yes. And then, but Bruce being a piece of shit was like, guys, I can't give her that money because you know why? She's literally, um, she's, because she moved in with her parents after the divorce, after they separated. And she said, and he's like, uh, guys, she can't, because she's not paying rent and she's living with her parents. So she's living like a lavish life and she's like spending it That's on, for sure. on luxury cars and gambling Oh my god, this and, sounds familiar. And, like, meals from fine restaurants and massages and things like that. But she's like, she doesn't deserve it. Like, she's not good enough. But even though that may be true... Doesn't fucking matter. You still have to pay. Yeah, and that's $10,000 towards her. It's not... It's not just, like, for her children. Like, it doesn't... She doesn't have to spend that on her children. It's not child support. It's marriage support. No, that was spousal support. No, that was the seventeen hundred dollars. So this was just part of the divorce settlement. So she could spend it on anything she wanted, mm-hmm. and it didn't even matter. He was just being a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. So Sylvia ended up moving in with her parents, like I stated, at one one two nine East Knollcrest Drive. You're giving the fucking address? Yeah. Because it's not housed. People don't live there anymore. Oh. That's and you can also find it. That makes me feel worse about what's about to happen. Yeah, it is. So, they the house was in West Covina, California. Now, this home was owned by Joseph, known as Papa Joe Ortega. He sounds so awesome. Yep, he was 80 years old. Oh my god, King. And Alicia Ortega, his wife, who was 70. Related to Wednesday. You're done. So they were married for 53 years. They got married in 1955 in Mexico. And on their honeymoon, Alicia told Joe that when they die, she would have to go first because she loved him so much that she could never live without him. And then after that, they moved to Mexico. They moved from Mexico to America and started in started an industrial painting company together called Industrial Power Coating Inc. They sound like the best thing in the world. No, they were actually the most sweetest people ever, and they were hardworking as shit, and they were just, like, the best human beings um, ever to live. So that's good. Now this is where we're going to get... I've got turned upside down. Literally. (laughs) So December 24th, 2008... Awesome. The Ortegas were having their yearly Christmas, Christmas party. Din-din. Yeah. Their fucking Christmas party. Twenty five people came over. That included family members and then also neighbors as well. Uh oh. So I don't like this. You're gonna have to get over it. 
So around 11 p.m. in the dining room of their home. You can stop right there. (laughs) Joseph and Alicia Uh were playing a game of Texas Hold'em with their children. So their older children, not the children. Um, And they were playing this, and then the adults and the children were all going to leave. I have so much anxiety right now. Good. So they were all going to leave after their game of Texas Hold'em, even though Texas Hold'em literally takes it's the forever. Game. It'll take hours, yeah. but they were uh, gonna leave after the game. They're like, oh my god, guys, it's like Monopoly. Yep. Those of you who have never played, you're welcome. Uh, and be grateful that you've never played. <laughs> and so they had finished their Christmas Eve dinner and then play. they were starting to play the game. And so most of the children were in the back of the house playing video games, but on the second floor... No. Seventeen-year-old. No. Michael. Uh-uh. Who was the Ortega's Joseph and Alicia's grandson? He was upstairs playing on the computer. Mm. Now. No. <gasps> Around eleven. I'm gonna cry and vomit. No, it's actually like devastating. So. I can feel it. There's like a pit <laughs> in my stomach because we've just been leading up to it. Mm-hmm. It's a good lead up too. So, around 11 p.m., there was a knock at the door. Don't answer that shit. And eight-year-old Katrina. A child! A baby! The first one is a baby! Keep listening. (laughs) I can't! I hate it so fucking much. She looks out the window. God damn it. To see Santa. No! Standing at the door. So she opens it. Holding a package. Obviously. Holding a little Christmas present. And so she was like, this is obviously Santa. He's real. And she opens the door. When she opens the door, she says, Santa! Just like so elated that he's here. Um, I'm gonna vomit. Some people, some family members, before this happens... Family members say that he ended up picking her up like Santa would and then putting her back. My stomach hurts. Yep. So Katrina goes in for a hug. No. And before she can, he shoots her in the face. Now, as soon as this happened, people heard gunshots. Obviously. Everybody was diving under tables and chairs. And luckily, since most of the children were in the back of the house, they were able to escape. So not a lot of children were harmed in this one. Um, One of Ortega's sons, so Joseph and Alicia's sons, James was shot after Katrina was shot. And then... What did they do to him? Nothing. Yeah. And then Charles, James's brother, looks at... Santa and realizes that it's Bruce and shouts, it's Bruce. And he and immediately gets shot as well. Um, one of the family members said that James and Charles both, after getting shot, tried to get up after wounded and were trying to take him down. She says, quote, even bloody, they got up, they stood up, she said. They tried to grab him to stop him, but they couldn't. And they died. So I have a headache from the anxiety. Yeah, sorry. Some of the police, after this happens, police um, looks at the evidence and crime and 
has estimated that some victims may have been stood over and shot executioner style. Just right in the head. So, after the sons were shot, Joseph, Alicia, and their three daughters, including Sylvia, hid under a table, and Bruce walked up to them and shot them where they were. Um, was the wife even there? Like, his ex-wife? Sylvia was the ex-wife. Oh, and you just said that name? Yeah. I'm awful at names. Yeah, I know you are. Now, the only survivor of the immediate family, so the kids of Alicia and Joseph, was Letitia. She's the only surviving child. Um, her daughter was Katrina. And she notices that her daughter is stumbling out of the house. She's alive after being shot in the face? She survived. Like, survived, survived? She's alive today. What does her face look like? She's I'm, she's beautiful. Yes. Okay. Yes. I just didn't know. I'm going to Google that shit. Yeah. What's her last name? Katrina. Um, oh, Jesus. It's like, I did put her last name in there because it was so long and I didn't want to fuck it up, so I didn't pronounce, like, put it in there. So just put, like, Katrina, the Covina murder or something like that. So Letitia notices that her daughter stumbles out of... She is pretty. Yeah. She's gorgeous. She notices that her daughter is stumbling down. I'd love to know how she survived that. I will tell you. Oh, perk. And so Letitia notices that her daughter is stumbling out of the house, who is Katrina, the eight-year-old, who does survive. Crazy. Uh-huh. And they both end up running to the neighbor's house. So Letitia gets out as well. Good. Yeah. So she calls the police, Letitia does, and she says, quote, I heard the shots. Everyone started panicking and running, and we all dove under the dining room table. And so she called the police and said that her daughter needed immediate care. Yeah. Um, one of the examiners said that the child, Katrina, saved herself because she turned her head at the exact moment, and it only got her jaw. She was only shot in the jaw. That's still crazy. Yeah, but that's how she survived. They said that that's the only way she most likely survived. Now, after this spree was happening, going on, he now unwraps his bread present. (laughs) You almost said bread. Yeah, he now unwraps his bread. (laughs) Bread? (laughs) Yeah. No, Bruce... Unwraps his present that he that he uh, wrapped himself so good, um, and inside that present was a homemade flamethrower. <laughs> that was not what I expected. What did you think it was? Well, because I imagined like a little like little box, a homemade flamethrower. How big was it? Pretty big. Yeah, I was expecting, like, him to be holding, like, a little box, not, like, a fucking flamethrower. Nope. He was holding... You know, you never cease to catch me off guard. I know. I love it. Now, Michael, in the second story, he was not shot. He died from the flames. He... Oh, he lit the whole house on fire, didn't he? Yes. He used 
the engine, not the engine fuel, the, what the fuck you call that? I don't know what you're mm-hmm. talking about. The gas. He just used some gas, some lighter fluid, and threw it and used, like, the little, because it was, like, two tanks where he held the fuel, and he squirted that part, and then lit the entire house ablaze, and that's when Michael died of flames and most likely smoke inhalation Mm -hmm. um the bodies were so badly burned that they could only determine they could hardly determine cause of death but they could only identify them using dental records so the victims in this that did not survive are sylvia ortega who was 43 which is bruce's ex-wife alicia ortega who is 70, which is Sylvia's mother, Joseph Ortega, who is 80, who is Sylvia's father, Charles Ortega, who is Sylvia's brother, he was 49, Sherry Ortega, who was 45, which was Charles Ortega's wife, James Ortega, who is 51, who is Sylvia's brother, Teresa Ortega, 52, who is James's wife, Alicia Ortega, 46, who is Sylvia's sister, and Michael Ortega, who was 17, Alicia's son. Now, a 16-year-old was shot in the back, but they survived. And then a 20-year-old jumped from the second-story window and broke her ankle, but she also survived. Now, and Katrina survived. Katrina survived as well, yes. Katrina, Bina. But I said that. I just can't believe it. Well, she did. She's a queen. So, the flames of the fire, because of how much the flames there were, like, engulfed in flames, engulfed the house in flames, the fire was about 40 to 50 feet high. And it took 80 80 firefighters. Oh, my God. Firefighters. There we go. And it took 80 firefighters and an hour and a half to extinguish the flames. It was about 1.30 a.m. when the flames were completely out. Now, the police believe that he had planned to flee to Canada because they had found an airplane ticket um, from Los Angeles to Maline, I think that's how you pronounce that, to, to Maline, Illinois, and then a layover and then into Canada. Because Bruce had called his friend from high school, the high school friend, the high school friend and said that he was planning on visiting again. Oh. So he was, ex- so the friend was expecting Bruce to come back. Well, about that, buddy boy. Yeah. So, but the investigators are not sure whether that was to, like, trick them or if it was actually their plan, but they're most likely assuming that that was his plan. And he didn't he- seem that intelligent. Like, I don't care that he was a computer engineer. He just didn't seem that smart. I think he... No, he was very smart. I just... He didn't seem like he had common sense. Because me. Possibly. Smart people aren't smart. But he had planned this for six months. Like, six months in advance of what had happened. So they most likely think that that was... This was not his plan. Because I'll tell you how he dies. Oh. He dies. He does die. Good. So, after the attack... Bruce decides to put his street clothes back on. His street clothes? Yeah, his fucking regular people clothes. 
what was he wearing? The, wearing the Santa soup? Suits. Oh, right. I the Santa about suit. That. The Santa suits. And I remember the reason for the Santa suit to be extra big was for the guns. Was for the guns. And then he pulled him out of his trousers, and that's when he did everything. Yeah. So I was just making that clear for everyone because I didn't want okay. to. Okay. No, no, no. It's okay. Yeah. So Bruce decided to drive his Dodge Caliber rental car to rental his car. yeah to his brother's house that was approximately 30 miles away from the home the Ortega's home and then a little bit after that Ortega's or not Ortega but Bruce's brother walks in sees his brother on the couch but guess what he shot himself oh he's dead in the head good yep why now Later, the autopsy of Bruce, it has shown that he had severe third-degree burns from the fire. Oh, okay. And then his Santa suit, like, parts of it were melted into his skin. Owie! Because it was made of plastic, wasn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it had some plastic in it. Well, it was probably super cheap, so. Well, I mean, it was custom. You don't know. It was... Definitely super cheap. <laughs> if it melted to his skin, I promise. Yeah, so they realized that this was one of the reasons was the burns, and he most likely could not get on a plane without them being like, that's That's a little sus, baby boy. What are we doing? And he had to go to the hospital immediately after third degree burns. But instead he was like, I'm just going to not do that, actually. I'm actually going to just sit in my brother's house. I'm just going to chill. And kill myself because because i'm a piece of I shit i suck not people anyway we it's okay we know yeah we yeah so police also found seventeen thousand dollars in cash cling wraps to his legs <laughs> did that melt too i guess now the car that he drove his rental car he parked it one block away from his brother's house and he had rigged it to explode to explode of course he did so if, but he put it on the Santa suit, so if they moved the Santa suit, it would detonate and it would explode, like the car would just engulf into flames. That's kind of smart. Yeah, so he's like a little bit there. He's kind of, he so, didn't think about the Santa suit melting though, which I would have. Little stupid idiot. But that's where they found mostly everything. They found like the handguns, some handguns, they found containers and shit like that. And so they recovered four 13-round capacity handguns, and they were all empty. So he had emptied that shit before he left. Oh, I thought you meant, like, he used it all. He did. Oh, that's what you did mean? Yeah, he emptied them at the scene is what I meant. Okay. And at least 200 rounds of ammunition left in the car. So... The bomb squad did go to the car, and they tried to detonate it. Or not detonate it, but, like... Disarm it? Disarm it, but they ended up detonating it. Yikes! So, the car engulfed in flames. Obviously. Yeah. And then they went to Bruce's house, and they recovered five empty boxes of semi-automatic handguns, two shotguns, and a container for high-octane fuel for the gasoline he used to light the house on fire he also found they also found maps in his car so that's super fun and then another little thing is 
There were more people on his hit list, actually. Oh. That's another reason why they think that he had planned to continue leaving. Because, or yeah, just to leave. Because there were more people he had intended to kill. Did he have it written out like an idiot? His hit list? Um, no, I think he just said it. Like, he was like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Like, like the family members and things like that overheard him talking about. Stuff like that. Awesome. So, one of which was Sylvia's divorce attorney. (laughs) And then the other one was his own fucking mother. What? Mm Mm-hmm. For why? Um, because his, well, his mother was on the side of Sylvia the entire time. Well, yeah, during the marriage he's and divorce. Awful. Yeah, he would even during like divorce court, she would even sit with them instead of Bruce. So Bruce would be like, "Oh well," because Bruce is the worst. Bruce is the worst, and he knew it. He was just mad at his mom. Like the Ortegas and Bruce's mom, like they loved each other. Like they were like family to each other. That's wild. Mm-hmm. She was actually invited to the party. <laughs> Like you're just like, awesome. like, hey, do you like want to come over to the party and things like that? But she didn't. Uh, me too. And so he had like planned on her going there so that he could kill just her. literally, for lack of a better term, kill two birds with one stone. Literally, yeah. So, um, she was feeling ill that day Damn. and decided to go to stay home. So she was unable. To, like, go to this party, and it saved her life. That's wild. Yeah. Now, she was, she felt so guilty for what her son had done. So she had contacted the family, the Ortega family, and, like, made sure they were okay, and she apologized. And she was like, I understand if you, like, hate me, and, like, you never want to see me again. And they were like, we don't resent you. Like, we love you. Like, you're everything to us. Like, you're family. And so... After this whole thing happened, Joseph Ortega, um, he had an older elderly sister. Um, And so the daughter of his sister would, they would both go. So Joseph and then his niece, the daughter of his sister, would go to visit her all the time. And so Joseph, when he would leave, he would give her his sister like a kiss and then would be like take care of my sister for me like take care of my sister and so the daughter um the doctor said that they can't tell the daughter or the sister because she said the doctor said she'll die if she knows like what had happened so she like didn't know what had happened to her brother that's so sad yeah now Alicia and Joseph are buried right next to each other in the cemetery. And then on Sylvia's grave, it says, In loving memory of beloved daughter, sister, mother, and friend. We'll love you forever. We'll like you for always. As long as we're living, our mommy you'll be. And that is... I like how it doesn't say life. Well, because fuck that. That's that's what I'm saying. I know. I'm like glad it doesn't. I'm glad it too. I'm pretty sure they would be goofy to do that. No, but, I'm, I'm saying like I'm glad they like that. But they weren't wife anyway. Were they not? They got divorced is what I mean. But when she, she was a wife at some point. That's what I mean. I guess, but usually it means like a current wife when they say that. That's true. <laughs> that's goofy. 
But, yeah, so that's the shitty fucking story of the Ortega family massacre, and they should have lived a very long life, and Bruce should have... Brought a different and he is now. Yeah, he is. Fuck him. Little fucking loser. I hope you have the worst day of your life all the time. <laughs> Every day. Every day, I hope you're just burning down there, bitch. Burn. Alright. Follow us. Instagram. Facebook. Patreon. Email. At podcast.themacabre. For email. We have the Gmail, obviously. For the email and the Gmail. See? There you go, baby. Um... We still kind of want to do merch. Uh-huh. I know it's past Christmas, but maybe, like, everybody has a birthday coming out because the year's about to restart. Everybody has a birthday. <laughs> Every year, so, so that's perfect. So if we get that started, you can do that. Or do maybe it. for next Christmas, we could just really start planning ahead. Damn straight. Other than that, have a happy new year. Because the next time we see you will be next year. Oh, see you next year. Ah, LOL. And... Bye!